So what 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 do you call? Is that like a duffel bag or like a whole rucksack? <laughs> That's why I go to the gym so I can carry my laptop around. It picks up. It picks up beautiful Dahlia. <laughs> I'm try, trying to have her not move, but it's impossible. community for all users of Linux. This is episode 364.5. Livestream information is at mincast.org slash livestream. We're in the Mincast channel in IRC at irc.spotchat.org. If you see something that you'd like to hear about, tell us. Send us email at mincast at mincast.org. Join us live on YouTube. Post at the Mincast subreddit. Chat with us on Telegram, Discord, Facebook, or post directly at mincast.org. This is Leo, and with me today is Josh. Hey, I'm back. Woo. Joe. Hello. And Tony Hughes. Hi, guys. We're recording on Sunday, the 27th of June. First up, in our innards section, we talk traveling studios. And finally, the feedback and a couple things to check out. Answer a question real quick because it said, uh, who's he mentioned SSH password? Don't you mean passworded key? Yeah. If, uh, if you're not lazy, <laughs> if you actually go through the steps and use keys instead, absolutely. I recommend that. That is totally the way that you should do it all the time. Um, but not everybody does. Well, I set up mine, but I'll only use them for internal networks. Yeah. Externally, I'm going to use a password. Yeah. All right. So, we, we've been talking a little bit about how would you deal with it? See, now that everybody, okay, I say that, but now that some things are becoming a lot more personable, we're able to go out a little more often unless you're reading the news, in which case you're not. But let's say that you are, and let's say that you're like Tony, and you go down the road a bit, and you're not in Studio A anymore. How do you handle this thing? How do you handle the show, right? Correct. So, this came out of a conversation because we couldn't think of a topic anyway for today's show. For the minutes. So, I just blithely said, well, I'm going to be out and about. Why not talk about my portable setup and talk about what other people think? So, uh, yeah. So, for me, uh, I'm uh, as I said at the beginning of the show, uh, I'm on holiday at the moment, and I'm 130, 140 miles away from home. So I brought my, uh, well, I brought several laptops with me, but the one I'm recording on at the moment is my uh, Dell E6540. So it's uh, um, you're 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 two hours from the house. Yeah. Okay. Well, I would be if I could drive, but I'm not in my car and. Uh, at the moment, I'm uh, avoiding long-distance driving, so uh, so I'm stuck here. <laughs> yep. Um, anyway, so uh, as I said at the top of the show as well, I, I have used this rig when I've been at Woodbrook and elsewhere, and uh, we've needed to record. It's been podcast weekend, and uh, I've joined the show from my portable setup. So the hardware I'm using is a Dell E6540, it's a 15.4-inch laptop with a fourth-generation Intel Core i5, and I've put a link in the show notes to the CPU. 
which uh, is around six, seven years old. Uh, I think it, it came out in quarter uh, one of 2014. So, that so what it you're saying years. is it's not going to run Windows 11. It's not going to run Windows 11, but it <laughs> runs Mint 20.2 very well, in fact. Yeah. All right. <laughs> very well. <laughs> uh, initially, it had 8 gig of RAM, but I've upgraded it to 16, and I've put an 128 gig SSD in it. The headset I use is just a cheap gaming stroke, whatever headset, uh, with a microphone on it, which I feed through a cheap Chinese USB sound card. Uh, because it's only got the one combined audio jack. So, um, and that's working well and has done every time I've used it. And it's got its own integrated webcam. So now we're using Discord uh, video calls to record the show and feed into the live feed. That's uh, what we need these days. We need a video camera. So that's what I'm using at the moment, hardware-wise. software Exactly what we run the show on now um, when I'm on my main box. So that's uh, I'm running the Discord app uh, to connect to the live uh, chat part of the show. I've got Audacity recording in the background to record my audio track. I'm currently using 2.3.3 because uh, for some reason the I, di- I have got 3.02 installed on the desktop at home. But when I try and run that, in conjunction with Discord, it seems to have, uh, have a negative effect on Discord. So I've oh yeah, reverted. we were talking about that earlier. Yeah, yeah. So I've reverted back to the two point three point three for recording the show. But uh, whenever I'm editing anything, I'll use the new three point oh two because I like the single file that it saves the audio in. Um, so you know, I'm not going to get quite the same audio. Um, quality with the headset uh, as I do with my home rig because I've got a dedicated mic and everything, but I'm sure Dale can uh, sort out any tweaks in the uh, editing process. And uh, it's come out fine in the past, so I've got no problem with that. As I said, I've used it several times, so uh, I was quite confident to bring it. it. The main issue for me is when I'm away is have I got the bandwidth to connect Right. And, uh, that, that's my main thing because anytime I have to go anywhere, it's going to be in a motel or a hotel. And yeah. I'm totally at the mercy of their whatever, whatever they've got. And, and as long as I can, yeah. And as long as I can eke out like a hundred kilobit or kilobytes per second or something like that, I'm fine. You know, give me a full. Could you use a hotspot like uh, on your phone? I. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I've done that in the past. <laughs> Sometimes that's a little better yeah. than, you know, the, yeah. how, the hotel Wi-Fi. Yeah. Or they make you pay five or some odd dollars for whatever to use it. Yeah. That's what or happened to me when I was on vacation. for anything beyond the, the second or third device. Right. Well, I'm, yeah, I'm lucky here at Woodbrook. Woodbrook did a massive upgrade to their uh, internet connection of um, about 12 months ago. Uh, mm. And uh, I now get uh, 16 gig, uh, uh, 16 meg uh, wow, Wi-Fi. Wow, not bad. Not bad yeah, at all. So that's a lot better than a, I had at home a few years ago. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's well adequate. That's cool. So uh, that's that's what I'm using. The only The only problem I've got with this particular laptop is the screen size. 
I would prefer a slightly larger screen size laptop. I've considered getting an entra entraware laptop with a 17 inch uh, monitor. You can get, um, well, I do enjoy my 17 inch laptops, don't get me wrong, but you can get relatively cost effective um, external monitors that work pretty well, portable monitors um, that will work really well with your laptop, whatever it is. Because you can yeah, either you get the HDMI ones or you can get the uh, USB 3.0 or the 3.1 ones. And um, yeah. while there is some added latency with, um, what is it, um, the software that's used to talk to it. I can't remember what it's called right this second because display, display link. That's it. Mm. Um, yeah. Because it's optimized I'm not sure for if Windows. This is, yeah. Oh, go ahead. This is this has got HDMI on it, so an HDMI display would work fine. Yeah, uh, but the thing with the HDMI displays is you also have to power it, so you'd have to hook it up to US, either USB or the wall anyway. Yeah. Um, and the USB yeah. 3.0 and the USB 3.1 ones, just one connection and you're good. Yeah, but anyway, if I, if I do decide to get a new laptop, uh, currently the entryway is out of stock. Um, and the only issue with their 17-inch model is it doesn't have a DVD drive, which this laptop does. Uh, but that's not a major issue this uh, these days because you can get good quality uh, USB ones mm -hmm. uh, that will connect. So an, an entryware will flog you one of them as part of the package anyway. I never uh, leave a DVD drive inside my laptop. No, you always put another drive, uh, another uh, SSD in or something, don't yep. you? Yeah, storage. Um, yeah, so, uh, but it, you know, it's been a fair, fairly good rig. This I got. This is one of the PCs that I originally bought at the auction that I used to go to until it closed down. Yeah, I think so I paid a couple of hundred quid for it at the time, which uh, felt like a lot of money, but it served me well for the last four or five years. Yeah, the as far as uh, you know, any kind of new thing goes, a slim book is probably the only thing that would tear me away from a from a ThinkPad. Just the fact that, I mean, they look so sleek. They are nice. Mm, but, I like my gaming uh, laptops. Yeah, but it's also 28,000 pounds. My desktop replacements that are, you know, <laughs> semi-portable. Yeah, I mean, plugged into the wall. Yeah. Look at this, though. I mean... Well, this one's plugged into the wall at the moment. I take the battery, because that, that's the one thing. Being a seven-year-old seven laptop, the battery uh, life isn't brilliant, so... Uh, I think I just when I'm doing four or five years old, but trust me, you're going to want it plugged into the wall, because if it's not, <laughs> it's got about an hour of power. Yeah, this one this one stretches to about an hour, an hour and a quarter, if you're lucky. The, well, um, I say an hour of power. That's if you're doing, you know, light load stuff, casual internet browsing. Is is yeah. it just me or is the... I can't go anywhere on this <laughs> website. <laughs> Here, I'll click on that. How about that? Pro X. There we go. Yeah, man, oh, look at those it's all things. in Spanish. <laughs> yeah, it is. I can't find the English button. It's right here somewhere, but I mean, I can get my way around. And I swear that maybe I just need to make it bigger. But uh, see if we can get a shot. Of what they look like, man. They look really, really nice. Okay. They show you all these fancy angles, but you never get a proper look at them, do you? I know, right? <laughs> Here we go. Uh, That's kind of the idea. Where are we at? Yeah, show me the thing. Yeah, that keyboard just looks really nice, man. And, you know, they just look really, really good. And they're super thin. So, yeah, I've, I've considered it a couple times, but yeah. Oh, there it is. English. There we go. 
But like I say, the Entraware, it's quite a nice machine. Uh, right. Even specced up with the, the i7 and um, a one terabyte uh, NVIDIA, um, NVMe and mm. uh, 32 gig of RAM. It's, uh, it's only about 1,200 quid, uh, which is good value. Um, which makes it about $2,500? No. No, twelve hundred. It'd be about fifteen, fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars. Okay. Um, That's the, like still a, a good price. the only thing is it doesn't have a, a separate graphics card. It's integrated graphics, Intel integrated graphics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I'd love to be uh, able to get an Alienware or something like that. But Alienware is a bit overpriced for what you get. Yeah. And the, well, okay, uh, they're a lot overpriced for what you get. Owen but, was looking at the Razer Blade. Um, that super green laptop, but it was kind of in the same boat as the Slimbook, uh, where it was very sleek, very thin, very light. Take a look at this thing. Yeah, but, we're, but, yeah, but that thing's expensive, the Razer Blade. Well, he was looking well, yeah. to get it secondhand, and I mean, it's ah, it's a gaming okay. thing, has all the RGB, you know, craziness. Right. But I don't know how well any of that is supported by Linux in general, so... We were also talking about 17-inch laptops, and the Razer Blade, I think it, they have two yeah, models, 15. a 13 and a 15. Yeah. Um, so uh, your best bets after that is to go heavyweight because you're not going to find a 17-inch Ultrabook. Yeah. The, the, they're kind of, you know, opposites there. So MSI... So anyway, Joe, what... <laughs> so what kit have you got for portability well we, we've, we've discussed my uh portable setup on multiple occasions so i'm kind of keeping it light i'm still running the msi ge 72 6qd which is a 17 inch gaming laptop desktop replacement and um uh, one of the major changes is, is that i'm no longer packing a uh, usb microphone when i'm traveling i've um kind of downgraded but um at the same time i'm using um the razor nari ultimate which is a wireless uh 2.4 gigahertz headset uh so it has its own usb dongle which eliminates a lot of the bluetooth headset problems that you get with um linux and it sounds great i've used it on a bunch of my podcasts um it wasn't yesterday but like um the last saturday that i was on I w- would have been using the Razer Nari Ultimate, and it it sounds really good for a headset. So for portability, that's great. And then um, because I'm packing a large laptop, I usually also pack a mechanical keyboard. And for traveling, I'm not using my 60% keyboard that I use right here. I'm going to be using my um, uh, RK100 which is a full-size, like, keyboard with all the keys on it. You travel with that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, God. Well, I have, a, I have to have a bag big enough to hold my uh, 17-inch laptop, so it's yeah. going to be big enough to hold my giant keyboard, too. So what, 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 what do you call, is that like a duffel bag or like a whole rucksack? Oh, <laughs> it's got to be uh, huge, man. <laughs> hold on. Yeah, it, no, it, it really is a huge, huge Oh, wait, backpack. that's... That, that's not a couch behind you. That's that's your backpack. That's yeah, what holds yeah, your laptop. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's actually a footstool. But I, I think over, right here behind me, and I don't want to get up to get it, is um, the backpack that I use for that. And, yeah, it is actually fairly large. Um, 
And then, you know, like the only other thing I'm going to pack is my trackball mouse. And um, I'm, I'm going to pack the, the jelly comb one instead of the, um, the other one that I have. Um, who makes the other track? The M570, the Logitech M570. I'm not going to pack that one. I'm going to pack the jelly comb because the jelly comb has the uh, two Bluetooth modes with it. So I can use it with multiple devices if I need to. Um, and then the the Microsoft uh, Life Cam, which is, you know, probably as old as my children. Um, <laughs> yeah, probably right. <laughs> yeah, it, it does 720p. I could get something newer. It's just hard to get, um, you know, webcams right now at decent prices. So I'm holding off on that again. And then, does your laptop not have a webcam in it? It does. It does. If I don't use the life cam, I'm going to use the one from the uh, the laptop itself, if nothing else. But um, it, the life cam is small enough that it'll fit in the bottom of the bag and not really cause any issues anyway. Um, other than that, uh, I do like to also pack that Dell uh, Latitude. Um, what is it? Fifty three ninety. Um, fairly portable. It's a tablet, but it's got, you know, an i5 processor in it and it, it works great. And I've used it also for doing, um, podcasting on the go. It's battery life is a little bit better than the 17 inch laptop. Um, and it's also you know, more convenient to plug in because it's USB C. So Mm-hmm. I, I can charge it just about anywhere where this, I, this, the 17 inch laptop, I, I, I got to carry that giant brick around with me. Oh yeah, you do. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> that's, that's how you're getting so beefy, Joe. You got to carry that oh, laptop that around. Is? Is that, that, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why I go to the gym so I can carry my laptop around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to get built up for that. But that, that that's my portable setup, and I can't really think of anything else that I need. I mean, the you got to you got to put quotes around portable there, man. Portable yeah. setup. Well, <laughs> when it's the latitude, it really is portable. You know? Yeah, true, true, true. Um, as long as I have that and my headset, I'm good to go. I technically, at that point, I don't even need the um, um, extra mouse and keyboard. Although I prefer to have my trackball mouse with me at the very least. Right. I can just use the fold-out keyboard on the latitude. Mm-hmm. But the problem with that one is is the um, the camera is not supported on Linux. Nobody's been able to get the oh, camera working. So I would have sad. to bring the life cam at that point. And, yeah, that, that's really my portable setup these days. Uh, how about you, Leo? Uh, mostly the same, but I have, a, I, have, I have something that I have to add. So, I mean, it's a T450S. I'll use the built-in webcam. I mean, if you have to you know, stand three feet away from the internal mic and use that. But no, don't. Um, <laughs> I think, um, and you know, because I'm thinking like, you know, if you want to do video or something like that, you can get some good lighting. If you're, in a, if you're in a hotel, like there's always lights. There's always like five lights in different places. You can just bring them all together in one spot and kind of point them at your face. It would work fantastic. You don't have to take a ring light or anything kind of crazy with you or whatever. But um, yeah, I mean, that stuff, I think any laptop will do. My T450S is fantastic for that. But Mike has come across a mic, and that mic is the Samsung Q2U. This thing is amazing for the price you pay. You get, uh, I think, what is the, um, uh, oh, wow, I can't think of the one. Uh, It's the workhorse. Uh, 
Anyway, yeah, let's just like this one. Do you really want to carry an XLR setup? No, wait, wait, hold on. I'm gonna. I'm trying to find the one that it it uh, is against, and I should have wrote it down, and I did not write it down. But anyway, um, I think you're talking about the Audio Technica one, right? No, it's um. No, this one is also USB. It looks like. Yes, yes, I'm getting to yeah, that. Yeah, the Audio Technica one has the USB and XLR. No, one. the, the mm-hmm. Samsung Technologies Q2U USB XLR dynamic microphone. So it sure. does do both. The Shure SM58, right. this one. This one. Oh, okay. In terms of quality, it competes against this thing, man. I mean, to be honest with you, unless you have a trained ear and have heard both of these bikes, you'll get them mixed up. The quality of the Samsung Q2U is Samsung Q2U is fan fantastic it is amazing you're gonna pay half as much and so that particular one so this is the one that anybody will get if you're a professional you're probably buying a bunch of these but if you're not a professional no if you if you want to go straight like usb portable mini mic um i've heard really good things about the the samsung meteorite so the the meteorite though is a a condenser so if you're if you have crappy neighbors or anything like that, it's gonna pick that stuff up. So the the beauty of this particular one is that it's dynamic. So it only picks up what is literally right in front of it. It is uh, USB, so it's portable. You have to carry a cable. That's it. The accessories. That's the thing with this is that it comes with a tripod. It comes with the clip. It comes with the extender. It comes with a USB cable. It comes with an XLR cable, and it comes with a windscreen. You don't have to carry around a pop filter with you. The windscreen will take most of that, take care of most of that, as long as it's not directly in front of your face. So you're talking, what is this? I mean, that's it's 15 bucks for an XLR cable, five bucks for a USB cable, 10 bucks for a tripod, five bucks for a windscreen, couple of bucks for the little clip. You're talking that 60 bucks that you're paying for this thing is already just the accessories. You've already paid that much in the accessories. So the mic is free. So... Uh, honestly, you, you you can't beat it. This particular mic is probably one of the best mics that you can get your hands on for under 100 bucks. And if you need, I like uh, I use uh, big stands, so not portable though. Um, in the non-portable side, you spend 15 bucks, 20 bucks for a stand, and maybe 10 or 15 bucks for a pop filter. And for under 100 dollars, you have a studio audio setup, and it's 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 beautiful. I was talking about the one there up in the right-hand corner, the yeah. Audio Technica one. This and that's here. the other one that's just like this one. So, oh, yeah, it does have XLR as well, yeah. Mm-hmm. So Maybe for a little bit more, but you don't... The I thought Ultimate. about getting that one. Does it come with those accessories, though? Mm, not sure. Now, I know for a fact that uh, the Samsung does. And if this one does, that makes this in a way better value. But I think, man, save yourself 20 bucks. Get the windscreen. So it didn't show a windscreen at all, so you still get one of those in the other setup. Save 20 bucks, get the windscreen too. And this mic will serve you uh, pretty well for a really long time. So um, before I have to get shipped back out to do more traveling and this and that, uh, I'm going to pick one of these up because you, you just can't beat it. You cannot beat the quality and what you get and the fact that it's USB as well. So you don't have to carry around um, like a USB XLR audio interface or anything like that. And I mean, it just, it's a nice backup mic. If this mic, The mic won't break, but I mean, if the audio interface breaks because I drop it or the mic breaks because I drop it or I break because I drop me, I mean, I'll have a mic that I can still use uh, in any, in any which way I want to use it. So anyway, all that fit in a little bag, you know, tiny, tiny little bag. 
and it'll go in any backpack or anything like that next to your laptop and it'll be it'll be everything you need man so i think that right there was was what i wanted to bring to the table it's a fantastic mic it's a dynamic mic so even if you got dogs barking behind you you got people being loud in the next room don't point it that direction and it won't pick any of that up so yeah and it looks like it's got a gain on the back so you sh- should be able to uh adjust it right or is that the other one? Oh no that one doesn't i think the audio technical one had a had a gain on it now i feel the like the let's see. oh yeah oh you know what that's probably headphone volume yeah that could be yeah yeah so uh that's the other thing right like um so i'll totally recommend just earbuds I, I mean, headphones, especially over the ears, are way more comfortable. But if you're recording on the go and you don't want to take a bunch of stuff, earbuds, even the crappiest earbuds you, you can get your hands on are going to be way better than pumping stuff out over the speakers because uh, you're going to run into a whole lot of issues with that, with feedback and things like that. But um, yeah, so you plug, your, you plug your earbuds into this thingamajig and it shows up in Linux as another audio device. So just make sure you got that chosen. It'll pump the audio through your earbuds. Make sure you got the mic chosen in input. Cinnamon, by the way, the desktop, makes this super duper easy. You right-click on the little audio up there. Um, uh, bring down output device. And if you if you have something listening to the mic, the input device is there too, and you can just swap on the fly. Um, I try not to do that during our recording sessions here because I feel like it'll break audacity. <laughs> it, it may not. I don't know. I'm just not brave enough no, to try it, it during uh, it during recording. All right, so I won't. Uh, And then I see uh, Clayton mentioned blue. Blues are good, but let me tell you something. Uh, They are condenser mics as well. So I have one of these. I have a blue Yeti. It is fantastic. I have one of these, a blue snowball. I have a blue snowball that I used to use Mm -hmm. for the show, but yeah. It it is also fantastic. Oh, that's that's, that's the ice. This is the, that's the normal one. The ice is good too. Um, the, The diaphragm is a little bit smaller, so the audio quality is a little worse, but I mean, Portable, the ice would be good too. The downside to these types of mics, though, is that, yeah, as Joe said, they pick up everything. So it's got it's got little switches on the back, right? And they're going to be like, oh, yeah, look, you can, you can pick it up unidirectional like this. You can pick it up omnidirectional like this. It doesn't matter. They are condenser mics. They will, like, yes, that is what it will try to do. But any noise... Two rooms away, it's still going to pick up because these mics are super sensitive. So any condenser mic, any dynamic well, I mic. I picked up the, uh, the, the HyperX uh, microphone. What is it? The HyperX mm-hmm. Cloud or something like that. Uh, yeah. Really great sounding uh, microphone. High quality. It, right. It, it looks great on camera. It, it, it really picks up really well. The problem is, is that it picks up everything extremely well i mean yeah if if you drop a pen three rooms away right everybody's gonna know it yeah exactly so i mean this is i'll 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 recommend nobody grab a condenser mic i mean avoid the mistakes i made i bought two separate ones i spent 150 dollars on two separate mics um to only to realize actually three i have um uh what is it the mxl um 770 or something like that so i mean i have three condenser mics that are refused to use for this particular thing because of the amount of noise that it picks up. The only way I could figure out how to um, uh, how to get a condenser mic to shh is uh, these boxes. Uh, let's see, audio phone. Well, I think my Samsung I Meteor here is uh, also a condenser mic, and it works pretty well. You stick your mic in that. 
the, the whole thing and you put your face right in front of it and it will cut down on the amount of noise that you get. But so you buy a mic, you buy an expensive mic to be really, to sound really, really good. And then you got to put it in another box that costs more money. And so <laughs> just get a dynamic mic, man. And the, and the same yeah, particular Q2U. reasons why you get a um, non-dynamic microphone. Yeah, it's because um, you're not in a studio. And- Right, exactly. Yeah. Well, this is so, a condenser yeah. mic, and it works pretty well. Right, right, right. And I think a lot of that has Well, to... mine's a condenser, too, actually, but um, it still does pick up a lot more. Mm-hmm. It picks up a... But it sounds a lot better than my other mic, what, I think. What is your turtle's name? Tortoise. Uh, Dahlia. Dahlia. See? It picks, up, it picks up beautiful Dahlia all the time. <laughs> yeah, but that's loud. That's, like, really loud. Like, when I take my headphones off, it's just as loud as what you're hearing. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, like Joe, I heard, I heard a door open and close earlier, but, and, and that's just, it's just indicative of condenser mics in general. So, I mean, if you're looking for real sound isolation in a not good room, um, a dynamic is always going to win as far as keeping all of that kind of stuff out. But um, anyway, so I, I just, I love it, man. The Samsung QTU is fantastic. I mean, if, if you're on a budget and you, and you can't uh, spend the 60 bucks, I mean, these will work. They definitely will, but I think what did Moss use? It was like I don't know if Blue it was Yeti. Uh, was he did, big? but he got a, uh, a a dynamic. You know, even yeah, something I think he uses it for his other podcast now, and it sounds pretty good. Mm-hmm. He got something like this, but it was USB, and I mean it. That sounds good too. It, it sounded fine. It wasn't. It wasn't. It didn't blow me away. It wasn't amazing or anything like that. But it was good. It was fine. And it, it kept a lot of, I mean, we barely hear the cars now anymore, but those must be loud. And the mic must be pointed out his window to hear that stuff. But anyway, I'll get off my, I'll get off my, get a dynamic mic soapbox. But that really is the answer. If you, if you plan on doing podcasting or something like that, like long-term, more than just a couple here, a couple there, then uh, a dynamic mic is, is absolutely worth the price you pay for one. Even if you get the cheaper ones, they'll, they'll serve you way better than even the most expensive condenser mic because of the way that condensers are meant to be used. You know, that, that kind of stuff that you, it needs to be or in the entire room. And yeah, you need to have rugs everywhere, all kinds of stuff. So just get a dynamic. Anyway, no more soapbox. Josh, what do you got? Uh, I just got a very basic setup. I just got my Dell XPS uh, with an i5 6000 series. Uh, my Blue Snowball, which I used to use for this show in the first couple of episodes. Um, but that's just because I have it and I didn't want to get another, uh, microphone. Same here. Um, I, uh, yeah, that's basically what I use. And then I'll use my Logitech webcam that I have here because I have one of the Dell XPSs that has the nose cam. Uh, <laughs> so it's like at the bottom of the screen. So it looks up at you. So I, I've tried it a couple times. I'm like, no, I can't, I can't do it. Well, no. you know, would it, would it make a difference if you like elevated the laptop way up and kind of oh, yeah, like, that makes a huge difference, but you have to elevate it to the point where your hands are up here. Yeah. Well, see, <laughs> so what I'm thinking is like, okay, how, how wide open does it, does it open? Like it, can you do it to where it's like just a flat surface? Well, you mean the, the, what do you mean the, the cam? I mean the, uh, the notebook? Yeah. Like the whole, degrees. the whole laptop. Yeah. Can it, can it open to 180? No, it doesn't open that far. It, it, Even if it was no. like, you know, 140 or something like that to where, you know, it's it's kind of like a, a really wide V. You know, I feel like you could you could make some kind of harness. Now, this is going way too far oh, yeah. to get oh, away yeah, yeah, from yeah, yeah. the I'm nose sure, cam. I, I know what you're yeah. saying. You're, you're <laughs> I know what you're saying. I'm sure you could. Setup there. Right. But this, but this is as far <laughs> yeah. as I went to make condenser mics sound good. Like, I stuck my head in a box. 
and and it sounded really good, but <laughs> I had to stick my head in a box. So yeah, yeah and and the, I did the same thing with the snowball when I when I first had yeah. it. I built that little box thing, and it still just wasn't it just what I wanted. So I had to upgrade much. and upgrade. And yep. <laughs> yeah, I think I think if you, I still have a condenser mic now, but it, it, it's a heck of a lot better than than the blue snowball. Right. I mean, it doesn't pick up nearly as much. Yeah, yeah. So the snowballs are really notorious for that. But anyway. But yeah, that's, that's my setup. I mean, it's very simple. You know, it's it's only if I have to. You know, it's uh, if I did a lot of traveling and stuff, and I really wanted to do the show while I'm traveling, I'd probably get a mic like like uh, Mike has and uh, mm-hmm. go with that because I mean that's the best. I didn't even know. Well, I didn't know about it, but I didn't realize how much you got with it. So I mean, yeah. that's a great deal for for traveling. Yeah, it really. I didn't I didn't know until he had mentioned that uh, that it came with all of this stuff, and I was like, wow. So I actually thought it was a Samsung mic oh, for a long time, yeah. and then I realized it was Samsung. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. But good stuff. Well, any last uh, any last thoughts? Oh, uh, Josh, is that an XPS thirteen or fifteen? Oh, it's a thirteen. Thirteen. Well, right. What headset cool. are you using? Well, headphones are you using when you travel? For for me, um, I probably would bring bring these ones. These are my Audio Technica. Um, what, what's it? XM fifty or whatever. TX50, I don't know, something like that. There are, they are. The ATH I'd probably just bring these ones because, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Um, actually, no, they're not the X because these are like really old. The new ones are the X model. Oh, the old ones are but, actually um, better. They have better hinges. Yeah, these ones are like I, I don't know. These might be like eight to ten years old. They're they're old. <laughs> yeah, they're very old. But um, I would definitely bring these because these sound amazing. I I I can't get away from these. This this sound. This sounds. I've tried a lot of different headphones and none of them match up to this. Yeah. I had uh Klipsch S4s. They don't sell them anymore. Um, and when they were getting rid of them, I bought a couple extra pairs for 10 bucks each, but I think they were normally about uh, 60 or 70 bucks. Yeah. If I could get an affordable pair of earbuds that sounded as good as these, I would so do it. Yeah. But the ones that sound as good as these are like, way too expensive yeah <laughs> oh me, yeah yeah there's there's nothing that's going to compare to these um m m50x's like in the cough. price like a- anything less cough. right what? what what are you coughing about um one more triple drivers mm-hmm. that's all i'm saying what was that one more triple drivers well more one more brand triple driver oh is the model well, I never tried those, so maybe I'll maybe I would give them no, a shot. They, I mean, how much are they? Um, they are rather expensive if you're buying them new. I how tend much? to get them broken how, how much, for fifteen dollars, and then I oh. fix them. Hold on, how much? So, though? like how much? Like a hundred. Hold on, let let us look it up on Amazon. <laughs> what, what did you say Amazon it was? What? Anyway, the, the tell one me the name more, again. One more. One more. Literally the number one. And oh, then triple driver. More, one more. Okay, there Triple they are. Driver. Yeah, over here. Uh, so they're there. No, right there they are. Yeah, aren't, aren't they there to the left? Oh, no, the, the in ear. Oh, oh. They're, they're down. They're down. Sixty bucks, and they that's sound incredible. Bad. Yeah, that, that's how much I paid for the uh, the Klipsch S fours. Those were uh, and those were fantastic. Hmm. And then I got a, like I said, I got a couple extra pairs for like ten or fifteen well, bucks if, on clearance. If they can compare with these, I would definitely yeah. get them for an, a, a mobile setup. No, okay, definitely. you're not going to get the sound stage that you get with an on ear or an over ear. That's right. You're simply not going to get that reverberation that you can get with a set of cans. But for an in ear, these are the best I've ever heard. Right. Okay. I, gotcha. I can't remember gotcha. what these are. I'll have to report back. Um, but these are 
Uh, probably going to do the same thing for you. I'll, I'll have to get back on, to you on the name. Uh, but anyway, so I mean, you know, all the audio file, whatever places meant, uh, recommend but, these. Right. But one of the coolest things is that uh, the little thing is detachable. So the IEM is detachable from the cable, right. and you can uh, you can buy new cables. Yeah, so. which style connector is it? Is it the MMCX connector that I keep talking about? I have no idea, man. Uh, I bought them because they were good quality, and they were about that price. <laughs> That's an MMCX <laughs> connector. Uh, I'm going to guess no. Well, I don't know. I mean, can you tell what that looks like? Yeah, that's uh, MMCX, and I have a yeah, pair yeah. of those. Yeah, so those are uh, actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, exactly. No, so I mod, I buy the one more triple drivers specifically so that I can modify them and put them oh, on yeah. my various headsets and yeah. using the MMCX connector that I put on myself, and that's what I was planning on showing how to do on the Saturday show. Right. But yeah, I, I love the one more triple drivers because. I got really used to listening to the high quality cans that I had picked up because mm -hmm. I spent so much time sitting in front of my PC using the 99 Neos or the Nari Ultimates or um, any of the other really high quality headsets that I have, the ATH M50Xs. And then I tried to switch back to an in-ear, an LG in-ear, just stock and listen to music while I was biking, and I couldn't. That sound was yeah. so garbage. So <laughs> I, I upgraded the uh, the drivers to the one more triple drivers, and I've been good since. Right. All right. Well, any last thoughts? All right. Oh, I do want to add something about um, your um, portable router setup. Sometimes you do need to take a portable router with you. Mm. Um, last year, we actually... I, I had done that, uh, the innards on how to set up a portable router specifically for a visiting family or going to a hotel. That is still extremely valid because a lot of hotels only allow you to hook up one device. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. So you could put everything behind a NAT. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. And you set up your own NAT. And if you're on your router, as long as you can um, forward the port 80 long enough to do the authentication with the hotel, you're good to go. And it's also right. a really good way to keep your kids online um, if you have kids, because then you just name it and password it just like the router at home mm -hmm. and you're set up in five minutes. And it also prevents a lot of the snooping that can go on at a hotel if you have the VPN set up on your router and just uh, it unblocks a lot of things that a lot of hotels try to block. So right. definitely cool. something to look into and give a try. All right. Well, that'll do it for the innards. What I thought would be short was not. Flame <laughs> joke. So we'll head, yep, yep. So we'll head to the vibrations from the So we had a, a few emails. One of them was just a request for another email. So Alan N says, thanks for a great podcast. I've been listening for many years. In a Mintcast a bit over a month ago, you mentioned you got an email from maybe Dave regarding fixes for XPS 13 network card dropout. I have an XPS 13 9380 with the same issues. Could you please forward the email as it sounds very interesting. So um, the the deal with that was right here. Um, I sent uh, I sent Alan the link to uh, to this particular thing, but what was really important out of this was in the Etsy network manager conf.d default-wifi-powersave-on.conf file, uh, yeah, 
Um, you change Wi-Fi.PowerSave from three, which is enabled, to two, which is disabled. And that prevented the dropout. So anyway, uh, thanks, Alan, for asking. I hope that was enough. If not, let me know. And then uh, Elizabeth asks Tony or talks to or emails Tony. So take it away. Yay. Yeah. So she says, Babylon 5. Yay. <laughs> they made fun of it on Big Bang Theory. I have all the DVDs. Yeah. I got a, a, a box set of all the DVDs with the, the all the movies and the uh, the other series that started Crusade. But uh, it, sadly, it died after 13 episodes. But I've got the whole lot. She goes on to say, I have the remastered Star Trek 2. They redid it, uh, much of the SFX, with new digital, cleaned up the images and sound. It's like watching it for the first time all over again. Uh, I take it you mean the original series with that. I've heard about that. I've not actually got that. Now for the issues. I'm running Mint Mate 20.1, three monitors when I'm home, laptop, HDMI, and VGA. Yeah, all my stuff is old. (laughs) Uh, When you... I can't see. Uh, When using multi-monitors, the desktop icons jump to the secondary screen and config tool. Is that... Yeah, something. With graphics. Something. With (laughs) graphics, yeah. (laughs) They did that in Mint Mate 18. Then Firefox gave me trouble. After using it for a while, the touchpad got glitchy. Using Chromium, I have no issues. Other than that, the new Mint is working well and the multi-monitor issues is tolerable. I did try Manjaro prior to this and had issues with Software Manager not accepting the password and came back to Mint. For your information, my laptop is a Dell Latitude E5570. Yeah, the uh, the multi-monitor thing, who, do, do any of us use multi-monitor? I don't, no. Yeah. I do, Joe? all the time. I do. Oh, yeah, okay. So what do you all think about that? Um, no, I have to agree. It is a bit of a pain that um, a lot of your desktop icons will jump around or so, sometimes yeah. it's they'll move all the way to the left most and then sometimes it's they'll just stay on the primary it, it depends and i'm not sure what all the depends are there now it's also kind of a pain with the um the taskbar down at the bottom and there are multiple ways that you can set it up it's still just you know an issue of getting it set up like um a lot of times it'll just be on your primary uh, monitor, whatever is set up as your primary, but then you can go in and right-click and change the settings. And I think you can either have it appear on both monitors or you can have separate ones with separate, like, different things that you set up on it on each monitor. So, but the problem with that gets to be that you can't see everything that's running from any given monitor. You can only see what's running on that monitor. Mm. So, um, like I said, there's different ways that you can set it up, and all of them are a pain to set up. Yeah, and depending on when you were running Firefox, uh, Elizabeth, it might be the 89.0.2 that we were talking about before. There were some web, web render glitches that may have, uh, that may be why the touchpad was being weird. Um, so I don't know. Uh, update it all. Give it one more shot. I think 8902 is available. Maybe, just maybe, it'll, uh, it'll work for you. Because if it seems like it's Firefox-centric, then hopefully it would be an update that would fix that. Then she sent in a, a part two. <laughs> yeah. 
I have issues with this one. This is what I was referring to in the yeah, last I was, episode. I was just going to say that, but we'll get there in a minute. <laughs> all right, all right. I hate flat packs. Uh, right They're the huge and duplicate what's already on the system. They're slow to install and slow to start. If there's an issue running something on my system, I don't uh, use it and I look for alternatives. Mm, we'll yeah. have to be- I'll have to beg to differ, and I'm sure yeah. Leo might. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I think we've had that discussion before about duplicates and how that, it, that's that's a very valid it, concern if you have a small disc and you're installing flat packs you're in for a world of hurt because yes they absolutely do that so if if storage is a concern for you flat packs may not be what you want so she's got a very good point right there and funnily enough you might be better using snaps because they, once once the initial snap d d's installed and and you start installing more it goes back and uses part of the snap that's already in so it does it doesn't um, have as big a hit on uh, resources yeah and one of the things about snap though i don't think flat pack compresses their stuff by default but that explains so the the thing about the slow to start i've never seen that with flat pack uh things have always been very instant i mean as instant as if I were to have installed it uh, via the repository or a, a deb or something like that. Um, it's Snap that I've seen have that issue. Yeah. And, it be, and, and the reason, so this all kind of comes together because Tony said that um, Snaps will be a little bit better on the disk because they're compressed when you download them. Then they stay compressed on your disk. And when you run them, they decompress into memory and that explains the slow startup time. But flat packs are not compressed by default, so they don't have to uncompress to run. Now, I haven't really seen like slow starts with snaps or flat packs, but I do see slow starts with app images. Uh, now, see, I don't I, play I do a lot with app images. That, yeah. so. Well, some things I have only really run yeah. with app images. But um, I, I do understand that. I mean, it's a very self-contained program. And yeah. so I could see why that would take a little bit longer to start up. But um, no issues with snaps starting slowly. No issues with flat packs starting slowly. I know and it's gotten... Other... Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say the other thing with flat pack, that actually got us out of a bit of trouble a while back when we were still using Mumble. Oh, because yeah. the Mumble, the Mumble that was in the repos wouldn't accept our certificate, whereas the Flatpak mumble worked with our certificate. Right. It did have well, other issues, but we could get around them. If you but remember right, um, we started out with just the regular deb install, and then we did the snap install because the, the regular deb install quit working. And then mm -hmm. the snap install had the same certificate problem, so yep. then we had to switch to the Flatpak. And then there actually turned out to be a relatively simple um, fix to the certificate issue. Yeah. But, yeah. But he did get us out of trouble for a while. Yeah. Well, the, and so kind of going back, the, the snaps, um, they are much faster on startup now that they moved to, I think it was um, from XZ compression, uh, which was very CPU intensive, to LZO compression, which is still intensive, but uh, uh, it, it, oh, it'll decompress a whole lot faster. That's the idea. And so you get a faster startup. But the only time you'll notice that, and Joe, this may be why you're not seeing it, is on the very first use of that app. So if you were to, so Chromium, you would open it up. I timed it, eight seconds. It took eight seconds, Chromium did, to open up. 
And then, of course, I could close it and open it back up and it would be instant. So it was only that first launch that was that was ever slow. But yeah, just it, it made the whole computer feel slow. It made the laptop feel slow and it wasn't. So uh, honestly, it's more just a perception thing than anything. I, I should I should have been able to get past it. But for some reason, I don't know, it just bothered me way too much. I was like, I, I spent all this money to put an SSD in this thing and now it's being really, really slow. So yeah, yeah whatever. But anyway, so good points, though. I mean, they are huge. You're right. They do duplicate what's already on the system. You're right. And um, yeah, depending on your internet connection, they could also be slow to install. So, I mean, three good points. I only take issue with the last one, which is the slow to start thing. So, yeah. Anyway, next up, uh, next up is Brad A. He says, uh, depends on how I am doing it. If I'm in a hurry, I use Bitwarden uh, generator function. This is talking about... um, you know, how we generate passwords or just talking about the, the password conversation in the past. And so um, the Bitwarden generator, if you're using Bitwarden, there's that little button, that little uh, arrow circle kind of thing. You push that and it'll regenerate you a new password and you can use that easily. Um, he mentions there's also a generator function in KeePass XC. Then uh, he goes on to say, there's also a package called APG if you want to separate your password generation from your password manager. And he wrote a script that will do that or that will uh, deal with uh, creating a password as well. So anyway, um, user local bin bash. Oh, this is because it's coming from not Linux. Ah, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. So anyway, so he's got a script in the show notes. I'll leave that in the show notes. If y'all want to take a look at it um, to get yourself a, uh, essentially just a random password to pop out of that. Oh, look at that. What? In the middle of using... Google Docs. It's like, eh, I signed you out. Thanks, Google Docs. Aren't you just fantastic? Well, it's a good thing that I'm logged into Google in eight different ways. <laughs> that'll make this work, man. Anyhow, let's get all the way down. Thanks, Google. Aren't you amazing? There. Okay. Anyway, so that was it for that one. Uh, thanks, Brad, for that. That's fantastic. This will help you, just in case you're extra paranoid. Because uh, we were. Uh, did we talk about it, the, the Bitwarden thing? Well, it wasn't just Bitwarden. It was all of those uh, kind of, uh, I think that's probably where that conversation came from. Um, all of those extensions or whatever where they're not necessarily secure and, uh, you know, back and forth. Because we were talking about the password, Firefox password store. Uh, anyway, my brain is broken. But anyway, this is a way to generate your passwords uh, without having to use anything else except for your Linux terminal. So good stuff. Either way. Anyway, next up, uh, John Wallace. So the the saga got a pause, but he did say he still needed some help. So he said, I would appreciate your assistance with resolving the following, please. I've changed my user account password and now find when I log in that when I log in, I get an authentication required box with the message an application wants to access the key ring. Default key ring, but it is locked. I can click on cancel to get rid of the box. If I attempt to enter a password, it doesn't accept my previous account password nor my new one. How can I get this resolved? Well, anyway, he emailed back and said uh, he got it figured out thanks to the Linux Mint forum. And I wonder, John, if you would email us back uh, if this was the issue. So um, I tend to stick with the same password. I don't really, I guess, change it much. But I also don't do auto login. I've seen that auto login has a lot of issue with this. Um, So if you are not putting a password in when you log into your machine on first boot, then... um, you may see this more often than not, but 
Anyway, uh, the solution I seem to have found was if you just kill the login keyring, it'll have to auto-generate everything else again. So, uh, yeah, that one command, rm, and then the path to your keyring, and seems like that handled it for the majority of people that were having that issue. So if that was the solution, let us know. If it wasn't the solution, let us know. And what the solution was, that is uh, interesting to me. Anyway, so since this is uh, about, uh, well, some of it is about NVIDIA, I'll let one of you NVIDIA folks take this one. Well, I'll read it for you. This is from A. Stombo. After listening to 363.5, and in particular your discussion on graphics cards, I have a question. Question one, I currently have an NVIDIA GeForce GTS 250 driving two 1680 by 1050 displays. The NVIDIA server settings on Mint show me at uh, 1,024 megabytes of video memory, 195 megabytes of this actually gets regularly used. I currently do a good bit of photo editing, Inkscape work, and a good bit of productivity work. Not much of a gamer. If I wanted to upgrade to something a bit more suited to average Steam-type games, what would the Mintcast recommend I look for? Okay, let me answer this one first. Um, right now, I wouldn't. Yeah, that's actually the current answer, which is every, yeah, definitely not. everything is way too expensive because cryptocurrency, but that seems to be maybe leveling out a little bit, so maybe soon. But let's Hopefully. let's say let's say everything is MSRP, nothing is weird with the market right now. What would you recommend anyway? So it sounds like light gaming? Well, then your best bet would probably well it depends. If you wanted to go budget, then your best bet is still the 1650 Ti. Um it, the 1650 Super uh, 1650 is the, Super. Is the better okay, one. Okay, 1650 yep. Super. Yep. That's what I have. Yeah. Yep. And then if you're looking for mid-range, then um, probably the 2070. Um, take your pick. Right. And then if you really, really wanted to go top end, then you're looking at the 3090 range. Um, you could go with the 3070 or anything like that. But, yeah, a 1650 is going to be good enough to get you by if that's all you're really wanting is Steam-type gaming. Yeah, because on mine, I can game almost anything at 60 frames per second if i adjust the settings a little bit i mean it's it's not that big of a deal no that's all um nvidia as well i'm not up to date on the uh the amd so oh yeah probably a 5500 xt it's what i've got up on the screen right now it's good for mid-range um it's not the most fantastic thing in the world but it'll play most games on steam i mean even the the heavier ones scale it back a little yeah, it's about the same level as the 1560 or 1660 yeah. graphics uh, um, NVIDIA. Yeah, but this $200 video card is selling for way more than that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, your best bet like is 800 Yeah, honestly, you can build a new system Good or Lord. buy a new system with yeah. integrated graphics that will get you playing games on Steam for less than a graphics card cost. Yeah, I, I assume right we're talking. I assume we're talking uh, uh, a desktop, right? Yeah, because he yeah, talks about an AMD feed later on. G. Yeah. Um, Mike said that the XE graphics are pretty good, that, the, the new Intel Supposedly, graphics. yeah. I'd, I'd like to get my hands on it to play a game on it and see, but yeah, that it, it sounds good to me, man. Uh, and I, I, so they're, they're on par with the AMD G series. Yeah, now. Mm -hmm. Yep, it seems like it. It seems pretty good. Uh -huh. And they used to be like... Phew, 
night and day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what I'm what I was trying to do, I was going to PC Power Picker because what what it would let you do is if it had a history. Oh yeah, here we go. Perfect. So like this one was two ninety nine. I think you can find them for as low as like two fifty or something like that. If they were MSRP, if the, if if everything wasn't crazy, but yeah. The MSRP on this one was about $300, and right now it's selling for $1,100. Do not buy a video card right now. <laughs> don't yeah, do it. Don't. Don't. Uh, Heart palpitating. Yeah, please. Breathing. Please, no. Please stop. Uh, it might but be yeah, two I mean, years before graphics card prices get back to where they should be again. Yeah. And we keep seeing this where, you know, graphics card prices for a very short amount of time are actually where they should be, and graphics mm-hmm. cards are easily accessible, and then... Something happens. Uh, last time it was majorly with the crypto market. Uh, this time, it, yeah, the crypto market had a bit of an impact, but it's more just the general chip shortage that's going on right now that's causing yeah. the problem. Oh, that, that's that's what's continuing to yeah. hurt the entire market. It's a chip shortage. It's just supply lines are messed up. Everything is mm-hmm. like just out of whack right now. So yeah, like you said, I think two years, even though I don't want to say that, but yeah, <laughs> your be- really your best bet right now is to buy a laptop. I mean, that's eh. to be honest, pre-built yeah. system with a, you can get even pre-built yeah. systems are hard to get. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Cause people noticed that that was the best place and the cheapest way right. to get the graphics cards that everybody's looking for. So yeah, a desktop replacement laptop is probably the way to go. And that's, it definitely doesn't have to be new. Yep. I mean, mine's got a nine, six, 60m in it yeah Um, so yeah for his type of gaming yeah that's it doesn't have to be new at all you're just going to want to watch the battery on that you're going to need to probably get a new battery if it's x amount of years old you know five years old or so you're using it as a desktop replacement Yeah, if you're gaming you're you're not you're not going off battery man right right but if that cord unplugs and you don't have a battery in that's good it's done yeah so so i would say rx 580 if you want to save a buck assuming every msrp is correct right like assuming you can actually buy one for what it costs um and then if you want to go a little higher than that then the 5500 xt well, um, I, I read ahead then, a little bit too, and, and honestly, the guy would probably be. Well, I say guy, the person would probably be better off getting just a gaming laptop. Yeah, eh, maybe so. Oh, yeah. If if you're buying now, that's that's probably your best bet. But if if you're gonna wait until things settle down a little bit, I, I'd recommend those two. Or on the Nvidia side, what were y'all saying? The uh, the sixteen fifty is a good choice. Nishant mentioned. Yeah, 6050 Super. Yep. Yeah, and then the 1660 Super is probably the next step up from that. And then yep. once, once, you, once you go above that, you're in like 2060, 2070 territory. Um, but yeah, so there you go. Then the price goes way yeah. up. <laughs> and so there, there's recommendations on both sides. I prefer AMD because those drivers are built into every single version of Linux ever. You don't have to do the NVIDIA song and dance. You don't have to worry about which kernel version you have. You don't have to worry about any of that kind of stuff. It usually, as long as it's not hot off the presses and new, it it just works. Uh, yeah, well, NVIDIA, the, the baked-in driver does work. The Nouveau driver does work. But if you want to do gaming on it, you got to go get the actual NVIDIA driver, which most distros do support and make it real easy to do. Just less steps. I prefer Mesa. No, I, I really do need to do my research on the, the AMD graphics cards just to be more up-to-date and be able to compare. Because the price to performance is actually better with AMD anyway, so uh, I, I need to look into it. But on to the rest of the email. Question two. Currently, my build consists of an AMD Phenom 2 X4 995 processor. 
mounted atop an MSI NF750G55 board. Temps for the CPU stays around 30 degrees Celsius and the GPU at 47 Celsius. This resides in a Cooler Master CM692K. However, as near as I can count, there are a total of five fans running inside this thing, and it can be quite loud. There is a large fan on the front, a large fan on the back, as well as on the top of the case. Then the CPU has the large heat sink with a fan inside, and then the GPU has its own fan directly mounted on the graphics card. Is there any way to quiet this thing down? Do I need a different case? Do I need to just give the thing to Goodwill to go buy <laughs> one of those System 776 Thelios? I, I, I need help because I quite like this setup, but it sounds like I'm sitting next to an air register. Please mm. keep up the great show. I look forward to each and every episode. You guys make my work week fly by. Now, okay, I loved the AMD Phenom 2 series when it was hot. Uh, I, a couple of years ago, or I think a year or two ago, was when I replaced my um, server. And that's when I decommissioned my AMD Phenom 2 X4. Um, what was it? The I can't even remember the version number of it. But that it's a great machine. Don't get me wrong. But um, it is definitely aging. So if you still have an AMD Phenom 2 X4, then yeah, the, it, it's getting old. And it's probably time to upgrade, especially if you're having problems with the loudness and you're looking at replacing the graphics card anyway as a mm -hmm. temporary fix i would suggest getting a two or three year old uh gaming laptop um I've, I, I, mine works great the msi g 72 6qd but really price to performance the msi large uh laptops are are what i recommend to friends and family to to get if they're just looking for something to get by you can pick up a used one for five or six hundred bucks which would be comparable to buying a new graphics card and doing noxua fans on your device to get it quieter now that is a suggestion if you're really de determined to keep this and make it quieter um just change out your fans to silent fans noxua being the most touted on the market i haven't actually had one in my hands so i can't say yes they're great um so they you are. could yeah you could replace all your fans with noxuas and um or or go liquid but then that mm. still leaves you with fans but usually yeah. they're larger slower fans so they're not making as much noise but you're you're trading fan noise for pump noise those pumps oh, are okay, okay. silent see but, i'm not so, a plumber so yeah I, that's I, it I, what what he doesn't say he says there's a total of five fans which makes me believe that he is using the side cooling so there's two on the top two on the bottom uh and then i guess you could uh, i don't know so on the side here, it looks like it's got spots for 80s, and it looks like it. You would just be real. E it would be real easy to throw 80s on there. If you've got any fans on this box that are that are smaller than 120 millimeter, get rid of them. That is where your sound is coming from. Yeah, the, the larger thing, fans are going to be slower, but they're going to move just as much air. Yeah, so they're going to be, be quieter. 
Yes, exactly. So, um, yeah. So in the in the front, it looked like 120 mil at 17 decibels. Man, that's quiet. So I really doubt this is the reason that uh, that it's loud. Well, if if you've got five fans, and that's not right, counting but, the fan inside the uh, um, power supply. Right. So those are the other two things that I'm going to talk about. Uh, the the CPU fan. Do you are you using the stock thing? Because the moment that CPU ramps up in temperature, that little 60 millimeter fan is going to whine and kick up and be loud. So if especially the old AMD fans, they were really loud. Mm-hmm. Plus, I knew the, that the, the stock the ones. Phenom line needed a lot of cooling. Yeah, it, and it did. I, I mean, I had a Hyper 212 uh, on that thing, too, because uh, I had the I had the I, I want to say it's the same chip. I don't know if it was a typo or not. Uh, I had the 955. But there might be a 995 as well. I don't remember back then, but I had the 955BE, and that thing would, that would, it would kick but up in temperature. Considering that he specifically says the CPU has a large heat sink with a fan inside, mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm, it's probably not stock. Because right. if you remember those stock ones fan were on those front. little squares where it sat right on top. So oh, okay. He, so yeah, I must have missed that. So large fan has on like the front. a blue orb or uh, something large similar to on one of the back. blue orbs. Sometimes you can adjust the fan speed in the BIOS depending on what level of a uh, motherboard you mm-hmm. have. If you have a higher end motherboard, a lot of times you can adjust the fan curve. And and what I what I do is I actually have the fans off on the case until it gets to a certain point on the CPU, and then I turn them on so that when I'm gaming, they'll come on. But like now, there's no fans. Yeah. On. Right. So also a lot of your uh, CPU coolers from that age range. I don't know about the newer ones had manual switches on the side of them where you could mm. dial back the cooling that way. Yeah. Well, also if it, if it didn't happen from the from the get-go, if it's if it's if you're just noticing it now, it could be also maybe a bearing going out in right. one of the fans too. I've heard that get really and loud. If you're going to upgrade, you might as well upgrade to the Noxuas. Yeah, and that that's kind of the deal, right? I mean, Noxuas are probably they're they're ugly, but that case doesn't really have a lot of like you can look into it. So I mean, Noxuas, yeah. Just, you just can get do black Noxuas. Noxuas instead of the brown Noxuas, and you'll be fine. Yeah. So the thing that, um, the, the one thing that, that really concerns me, if you don't have any 80 millimeter fans or whatever, just buy the slower 120s. That would, be, uh, that would be easier. Just go with the Noxuas. The graphics card, though, because when I push my graphics card all the way, it can get loud, like loud, loud. So if it's the graphics card that is the cause of all this noise, then... Man, I don't know. <laughs> you can find yeah. aftermarket solutions. Yeah, you can yeah. find aftermarket solutions hardware wise and do replacements. But I hope you really enjoy tinkering with hardware. Yeah. And it, I mean at at that point, maybe water cooling is because there's there's uh there's no pump that's louder than a graphics card at full bore. So uh, you know, maybe that could be an option as well, but I don't know. I think good fans, um, honestly, install some fans at the bottom. If it's the graphics card that is kicking up, install fans at the bottom. That that case had two uh, 120s that you could put at the bottom, and uh, those should hit the graphics card. So bring a lot of that airflow hitting the graphics card, passively cooling it so that its fans will uh, will not have to kick up so high, if it turns out to be the graphics card, that is. But, yeah, if you could give us more info about which fans are being loud? I say pop the side off and then put your put your ear to it. 
and see which uh, which fans are the, the loudest. Case fans and see if you still get the noise. Yes, yes. Do a little bit of troubleshooting on that, and uh, yeah. and if you find the pain point, then we can have a, a a better recommendation for you. Then I don't know backfighter stuff. <laughs> and since it's a since it's an AMD or uh, sorry a uh, Nvidia graphics card, yeah. and if you find out that that is the noise, you can try an application called Green with Envy, mm. and you can adjust the fan curve with that. Yes, yes, absolutely. All right. I'm glad you enjoyed the show. I'm glad, uh, yeah, we can we can make your work week a little bit easier. So next up, uh, Stan reminds us to update the web page. <laughs> One of these days. Okay, so here's what I've done. Uh, as long as I can remember to update YouTube, then uh, which which I have been able to do. I have our Sunday show today and our Saturday show already figured out, and I and I tend to do that fairly regularly. Then this page will stay updated just fine. So I've gotten rid of the stale dates. I've gotten rid of the um, the the everytimezone.com just on that page. Um, so you know, just making the quick YouTube change is a lot quicker, and uh, I imagine I can carve out five minutes. The other stuff took a little longer, and work's just been crazy these past few weeks. So uh, yeah, it's it's kind of fallen by the wayside. But anyway, uh, hopefully, hopefully it's a little more updated. But I have to touch it, and that's what makes it hard. Uh, I just don't have the time sometimes. Anyway, that does it for uh, the feedback. Check this out. Joe, what do you got? Well, you asked me to add a couple things into the feedback. Um, well, I only added the one, though. <clears throat> now, this is called the YouTube Fixers. And um, it's actually by a YouTuber that I watch that's starting it. Um, he's hooked up with two other trying to fix guys over in the UK. It's from my mate Vince. He's starting it, but he's, like I said, two other uh, fix it guys are on there and they're just three little like tea break fix segments put together and they're trying it out, seeing how well it works, collaborating on YouTube definitely give it a watch the three fixes that they did on there were pretty awesome sweet well thanks for that we needed something in there and i appreciate you for that (laughs) so uh then announcements right yeah time to let y'all know uh nothing nothing too terribly interesting other than our next mincast episode will be recorded on july 11th 2021 at 2 p.m u.s central time uh the every time zone link is gonna stay there now and forever so those will be part of the show notes um those are really great because uh folks that listen to the podcast don't go to youtube so they can't see the uh you know what's gonna happen in the future so that link will still stay there. I love that link being there. It's fantastic. I can handle that because uh, I actually touch it. I, I physically actually touch it every episode. Um, and then uh, our Saturday stream, the next Saturday stream is going to be on July 3rd, right before those of you in the U.S. are going to celebrate Independence Day. That's that day. So 2 p.m. U.S. Central Time there as well. Got a link for that. Click on that. And uh, you know what? Those of us that are recording from the U.S., so I guess that's everybody but Tony, uh, there might be a lot of noise on that particular stream <laughs> because uh, everybody decides they want to blow up stuff uh, right outside everybody's windows. So, um, yeah, especially when my neighbor throws fireworks at our oh, house. Oh, yeah, no, see, that's not good. That's that's really not good. That's when you but, throw uh, mortars back. 
Right. So, right. So, <laughs> oh, I thought about one it. One of the things that you get in the U.S. is um, cops tend to not respond to those types of complaints like the day before, the day of, and the day after because everybody has so many and there would be way, there's not enough cops. It's just not enough. They got to deal with other stuff. If someone didn't die, they don't care. Exactly. Like if, if you're not like in imminent danger, they're not, they're not coming. They're not, yeah, they're the not. The first time gonna... one of my neighbors threw firecrackers at my house, they would hate me. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. At 2 a.m., so, guess what? It's going to sound like a whole slew of shotguns are going off in their yard. Yeah. So, well, if I wasn't renting, it would be different. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Rent, but I do, I do like the mortars because it's like you get you get the big boom, but it's not quite as big. But you're doing it. So, and you got to run and all that kind of stuff, man. I, I really appreciate those. Those are fun. Some fireworks um, manufacturer would be extremely happy that I helped pay for their yacht that year. Yeah. So the the next uh, the next episode, one of us may be coming back without a finger. I don't know. <laughs> we'll have to see. Anyway, that does it for the show. So let's get out of here, Joe. Where can we find more of you? Well, I'm on a couple of other shows. Um, uh, the Linux Link Tech Show. You can find that at uh, tllts.org. I'm on the Linux Lugcast. You can catch that at linuxlugcast.com. You can find me on MeWe. I'm not on there very often anymore, but I still check in every now and again. Or you can send me an email directly, jb at mintcast.org. I do read all of those. And Bo's not here this time, and I think we got to get this uh, updated. But he's on uh, the undercastnetwork.com. You can find him on YouTube, Undercast Collective, and, of course, uh, Crowbar Colonel Panic as well. Though we're kind of we're kind of double double teaming that, so that that uh, premieres on the Mintcast channel. So just follow Mintcast, follow CKP. You'll know on both, and then the edited episodes will come out on the CKP channel. Is that right, Josh? Uh, yep, that's that's about Perfect. right. That's how we're doing it for right Beautiful. now. Beautiful. All right. Anyway, Tony Hughes. Yeah, uh, you can listen to some of my old HPR podcasts. I'm. Uh, on Hacker Public Radio, I'm host ID 338. Uh, you can get me on Twitter and Tony H1212. Uh, I'm on th at mintcast.org and distrohoppersdigest at gmail.com. And what about you, Josh? Uh, you can find me at, um, or email me, sorry, at joshontech at mintcast.org. Or you can find me at Josh on Tech on Twitter and most other social sites, as well as uh, Crowbar Kernel Panic with Bo. And um, that's about it. All right. Um, and Mike's not here either. Oh, man, he was uh, he was going to come on. And he was going to tell us uh, a lot about some cool stuff, but then mm, ended up getting sick. So you can get him at Mike at Mincast.org and Grouchy M on both Discord and Telegram. As for me, LeoChavez.org and at LeoChavez on Twitter, uh, Leo at C.im on Mastodon, LinuxUserspace.show for another show, or, you know, yeah, that's about it. So go find me on one of those things. But before we leave, we want to make sure to acknowledge some of the people who make Mintcast possible. Owen Peary for our audio editing. Josh Lowe for all his work on the website. Hobstar for our logo. InitRD for the animated Discord logo. It's so cool. Bling. And Londoner for our time sync. ByteMark Hosting for hosting Mintcast.org in our mumble server. Archive.org for hosting our audio files. HPR for our backup mumble room. Maybe. Sort of. Kind of. Maybe. And the Linux Mint development team for the fine distro we love to talk about every single fortnight. Thanks, Clem. Thanks, Clem. Thanks, Clem. Thanks, <laughs>
This has been another episode of the Mintcast podcast. The show notes for this episode are at mintcast.org. You can send us email at mintcast at mintcast.org. You can find more information about Linux Mint at www.linuxmint.com. You can follow both Mintcast and Linux Mint on Twitter, at Mintcast and at Linux underscore Mint. Thanks to Mark Blasco at podcastthemes.com for our theme music, and thanks for listening to this episode of the Mint. Stopping my recording. So I've been monitoring my CPU temperature this whole time, and it's, I'd say it's probably like 85 in my room right now because I closed the door and there's no AC, and it's sitting at about 58, 56 C.